Flush the bombers, get the subs in launch mode. We are at DEFCON 1. DEFCON 1. Right here in Cincinnati. Welcome to glorious Cincinnati, Queen of Ohio's Alpine Ski Resorts. I come from C-I-N-C-I-N-N-A-T-I Cincinnati, the best town in Ohio, USA. At first they called it Cincy, but since Cincy is so natty, they named it Cincinnati, so they say. Hey, the girls are pretty, pretty in this gritty little city. Welcome to the Hunt for Reds October podcast. I'm your host, Coop, and tonight, here's the thing. Polly is here to talk Reds baseball with us. Polly, how you doing? Here's the thing. I got a little cocktail made, finish the show, you know, the Reds won people. It's kind of crazy. I don't know. I'm feeling good <laughs> about this. What's happening? I don't know what exactly is happening, Coop, but it's something's happening with Some, the Reds. Something is happening. What? We're not sure yet. If you, We are recording this just after the game on Wednesday night. The Reds beat the Pirates 1-0 to win their fifth game in a row. And if the Giants get canceled or if they play tonight, we'll determine if the Reds are in a playoff spot. They were a half game behind the Giants and a half game behind the Cardinals going into the night. Uh, the Giants' first game of their doubleheader was canceled i think because of the wildfire situation with the air quality and i believe the cardinals are about to split a doubleheader with the brewers so the reds the reds could end up at the end of the night in a playoff spot and (laughs) going back even a week ago i had written this team off after they lost that series in Pittsburgh. That's why the hashtag for the questions for this podcast is Red's Dead No Redemption, because I thought they're done. Guess who was wrong? This guy. Me too. And it's not just... They're not just lucking into wins. The Mike Moustakas hitting that three-run home run the other night. There was tonight... Luis Castillo, seven shutout innings. Probably could have gone even longer if, if if they needed. Archie Bradley is finally allowed to pitch in games since they acquired him at the trade deadline. We haven't even talked about that because we haven't had a podcast since the trade deadline, but Archie Bradley and Brian Goodwin are now with the Reds. Paulie, give me your thoughts on the resurgent Reds and are we looking at a playoff team here? We're in a hunt for a Reds October, I think, Coop. <laughs> Do you like that one? I like that um, one. <laughs> I, 
and they added that uh, that uh, Kevin Miller, right? From uh, from the Blue Jays, yeah. I don't, just last night. See that that trade kind of threw me because I didn't think in the sixty game twenty twenty season. I thought August thirty first was a hard trade deadline, but apparently not. Apparently so the, not. So the Reds got a reliever who hasn't pitched yet this year from the Blue Jays. He pitched. He's pitched for the Rockies and for the Nationals, and I think for one other team. And he might not even pitch for the Reds this year, but it was a little odd. I just, I, that just came out of nowhere. I didn't know that they could do that this year. I didn't either. I was surprised. I doubt who pitched, but Goodwin and Bradley have been. I was, I, I was shocked when it happened. I was shocked about Goodwin. Honestly, I was like, oh, he's a bench. That's a bench player that's on a playoff baseball team. He's been there before. Brian Goodwin he's performed has pleasantly surprised me as well. When they got him, I thought, okay, he's at least better than Mark Payton. That was my expectation. He's better than Mark Payton. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's played a really good center, and he's hit a couple home runs, had a couple other he's, a couple other hits. And, I mean, I dare I say Brian Goodwin is good? I mean, I was thinking it last night when he was playing. He... He's doing the right things that Kyle Farmer is doing as well. And I think that's just playing smart, fundamental baseball. And I was like, they're they're both really good bench players. And I was like, he's just – and now he's coming – I think he's just going to just do his thing here in Cincinnati. And that's just be a ball player. Yeah, and we also have the news of Nick Senzel being back. He started tonight. He started the other night too in the uh, – the double header, but if the if the Reds can get Nixon's a healthy Nixon's L, a productive Nixon's L, down this last what is it like nine or ten games, mm-hmm. and then if they make the playoffs into the playoffs, I mean that's a that's like making another trade right there. You know, I wouldn't, I would not. Yeah, it's almost like another trade. You're right. That's that's crazy to think about. It's almost another like another trade because he was gone for a month. A month. Yeah. That's crazy. With the Rona. With the Rona. He really had it, too. Oh, yeah. You know, like, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I mean, thank God for him. You know, they didn't blow it up and be like, oh, well, he has it. You know, you just assume it. You knew it, but. Yeah. It's like the elephant in the room. Well, and other good things that have happened. Tyler Stevenson finally got his shot again. And what do you know? You play Tyler Stevenson and good things happen. Uh, hit that walk-off home run the other night in the second game of the double. Was it the second game or the first game of the doubleheader? First game of the doubleheader. The first game of the doubleheader. Yep. Uh, they got Aquino back up. He's gone yard since he went yard in uh, St. Louis. Mm-hmm. It's like it's starting to come together. It's starting to come together. It's weird. Did this? Did this streak? This so this is five-game win streak tonight. Did this start with Castillo's? Complete, I think it was complete his complete game. game. Yeah, because that was five days ago. That's five yeah. games ago. It started with his complete game, so he's thrown sixteen shutout innings. Sixteen shutout innings. I mean, that'll get it done. <coughs> and when Archie Bradley is pitched, he's looked good. Mm-hmm. Um, Amir Garrett got the save last night. His first career save. Ag, Ooh. sorry, he's ag on the mound. Count on ag. Shout out to Amir Garrett. He was really excited about it, and he should be. And I mean, it wasn't the cl- it wasn't a clean inning, but hey, 
All that matters is getting those three outs. And, All that matters. And speaking of Brian Goodwin, he made an incredible catch to start that inning up against the wall. He didn't he didn't rob a home run, but it definitely would have been a double if, you know, Jesse Winker was playing center. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. And so there's it's like there's good news about the Reds right now. We're scoreboard watching with a little over a week to go in the season. Wow. It's kinda crazy. It, they're on they're on national T V Saturday as well. How crazy is that? Craziness. Now against against the White Sox, but I, I think it's now you brought up the White Sox. The Reds have the White Sox and Twins coming up. And that's gonna be rough because those are two playoff teams in the American League. But hey, we're we're staying positive on this podcast right now. So what are they, twenty five and twenty six now? Mm-hmm. One game under five hundred. So, obviously. So that means they have nine games left. If they go six and three, I think they're a playoff team. Absolutely. And and that's not like that's not something you know, that's not like twelve and one, you know, or something that's like you know, that's that can't happen. They just won five in a row. They could win six out of the next nine games. Nice. I agree. The <laughs> nice. way they've been playing the last five games, and they do that, Coop. So I, we were talking just before this, and I said they need to win at least one series of against the Twins or the White Sox. They have to. Oh, absolutely. But if they do that, I think that's momentum for them too, because there's you know, like you said, there's are two playoff teams for the American League right there. That right now are to have the other day they have they're both. I don't know if the Twins. I said, I said the Yankees, but uh, the White Sox have. Six winning, six game winning streak right now, so it's going to be interesting. I don't know who the matchup is Saturday. I hope it's Bauer. I hope it's. I, I have a feeling it's going to be Bauer. Well, and Paulie, here's the thing. Here's the thing. What if in the next couple of days, one of them or both of them clinch a playoff spot and they want to rest players? Would they do that and let the Reds play against like their B team? That would only help the Reds. That would only help the Reds. So it's almost like until those games start, you're rooting for whatever team, you know, before they play the White Sox, you're rooting for the White Sox. Before they play the Twins, you're rooting for the Twins to win so that there's the possibility of, okay, we can't, you know, we're not going to start our best pitcher because we've clinched right. a playoff. We're going to leave him for game one of the playoffs. That scenario might work best against the twins because that's our last three games right and you know if the twin let's say the twins lock it up and they've secured whatever seat it's going to be what's their motivation to throw their best pitchers out there they i know i know some of the guys in their lineup have been a little knocked up a little banged up yeah knocked Mm -hmm. up (laughs) they're not (laughs) pregnant (laughs) well hey now that would be something Who, who do we play in between the uh, Brewers is it the? I think it's. I think it's the Brewers. I think it's the Brewers, and they're going to be living. They're going to be playing for you know their lives too. Right now, they're you know they're kind of they're like a two or three games um, right behind us. So life, yeah. life is great with Reds baseball. So the the next three is against the White Sox. Then it's three against the Brewers. 
and then three games at the Twins. So that's the, they, that's the last nine games there. They play at home against the Sox. Home and, against the Sox and Brewers, and then in Minnesota. Oh, I'm going down there on Tuesday night. Bang on the gate and say, "Let banging me in. on the gates a little bit to say, let me in, let me in." Get on the news. Have a live report. We can do a live report. Could do again. a live report from outside, just like you did when oh, Nixon Zell debuted. That was excellent. I was drunk. That was good content. I'm not gonna lie. Thank you. Thank you. Because you would just randomly drop in in like the middle <laughs> and have an update. <laughs> His swig's really smooth. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't listened to that, go back in the archives and find Polly's live reporting. That was it was top notch. I mean, it was it was good stuff. So, the Reds are doing good, and now the question is, of course, can they make the playoffs? But what else needs to happen? Like, would the Reds be better off? Well, I mean, I say, would they be better off? They they won't care either way if they make the playoffs. But would they be better off trying to finish second? in the division or getting that eighth seed, probably wanting to finish second in the division. I would think. Second right now, at least right now, that's what you're gunning for. You, you obviously can't catch the Cubs right now. You yeah. know, who yeah. are beatable, who are beatable, but it, you, you, the, the Cardinals are right there and they got it. They're still, play, they're still playing all those double headers too. Which I don't think that's benefiting any other team besides the Reds, to be honest with you. The way I've kind of looked at it, they they split today. I mean, it's well. The problem gotta, here is the Cardinals have Pittsburgh as their next series, and Pittsburgh. yeah, Pittsburgh has pretty much given up on life. So that's going to be a problem for the Reds trying to catch the Cardinals because. The Cardinals are going to win that series. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, the Pirates Sorry. roll over for everybody else except for the Reds, so they'll they'll roll over and at least lose two of those games. So I keep saying so. Now the Twins played the White Sox. <laughs> That's a problem. <laughs> That's in their next series. And I'm looking for the. Why does it have? Do the Brewers not play tomorrow? I guess. We don't play tomorrow. We're traveling tomorrow. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. So then Friday, <laughs> this is great radio as I'm scrolling. Brewers have Kansas City. So Kansas City's eh. Iffy. So, iffy. The, once the Giants are able to play, you know, when there's not smoke everywhere, they've got Oakland starting tomorrow. Oakland's good. Oakland's good. So wow. that's that's good for the Reds because Oakland still hasn't wrapped up a playoff spot. I mean they they're going they're going to be in the playoffs, but they still haven't wrapped it up. So that's good that the Giants, who are currently in the eighth spot, are playing a good team. So there's hope. There's hope. I know hope's not a strategy, but right now in 2020, are the Phillies in it right now? Or I believe. That the Phillies are in the sixth or seventh spot. Let me go to the standings. Sixth spot, sorry. Mm. So the Phillies are in the sixth spot. The Cardinals are in the seventh spot, which, you know, if the Reds pass them, 
maybe both teams could make it. Uh, right now, San Francisco, well, technically right now, the Reds are a percentage point in eighth over the Giants, who are about to, if they're playing right now. So if the Giants lose, the Reds are technically in the playoffs at this at the end of that game. And the Cardinals the Cardinals are in if they either finish second or they'd be in seventh right now if the Reds were to pass them. So it's really interesting coming down Masters. the stretch here. Yeah, there's a lot of scenarios with the expanded playoff. A lot of scenarios that could go the Reds way. It's interesting though. You know, you just want to play the last two the last series of the of the of the of the season now. You gotta play the last three series um almost. You know what I mean? Like it's kinda other teams are now okay have to play that have to play that way. You know what I mean? Like the big guys, like I had to, I had to say the big guys, they're already in it. Yeah. You know, don't have to worry about it. Oh, I think I you're... like to expand I, I two things. Expanded Playoffs need to continue, and the DH needs to continue oh, as well. DH definitely has to continue. I'm 100% on that one. Um, I think you're right, though, that this is coming down to the last series in the, in the National League. The American League, it could possibly as well, but I think it's a little more defined at the top yeah. at least. Like the Dodgers are the only team who have cr- uh, captured a playoff spot. Like they're definitely in. But they're uh, the Cubs are definitely in as well. They haven't, quote-unquote, captured a playoff spot, but they're in. And then, like, San Diego is in second in the West, but they have such a lead over all these teams fighting for it at the bottom that they're in. Same thing with Atlanta. I think they're leading the ECL. So that's interesting. Now, the other interesting thing that has come out since we recorded a podcast is that Major League Baseball is going to go to a semi-modified bubble for the playoffs. Smart. So I believe it's the National League is going to be in Southern California, I think, where they'll play in San Diego and Los Angeles at the Dodger Stadium. And then the American League would be in Texas, where they would play in Houston and Arlington at the two dome stadiums there. And then the World Series is going to be at the new Arlington Park, the new Rangers ballpark. Which, think about... (laughs) Texas opened up a brand new stadium and haven't had to be able to have any fans in it. I mean, that's just 2020 right there, but right. So I'm interested to see how that plays because the NBA bubble has been an unmitigated success. They have had no positive tests in forever and the basketball is good and they're going to crown a champion. So the MLS bubble, when they were playing that tournament, was went well. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have basically four cities. I mean, technically they're driving distance, but I'm sure they'll work it out to wherever these teams stay is probably going to be, you uh, know, yeah, either around whichever stadium they're going to play at. So, I mean, it's a, it's a couple hours from, well, three or four hours from like Houston to, Dallas, and then probably the same with traffic from L.A. to San Diego. I've never made those drives. This is just me talking out of my ass. That's about right. So, I haven't either, but that's about right. <laughs> you wonder if they'll schedule it so that, you know, the teams are going to, like, they're going to know 
all right, your first series is going to be all these games are going to be at this stadium, so you can stay at this city. Right. And then if you advance, you're either going to stay there or you're going to – like if you're in L.A., you're either going to stay in L.A. or you're going to go to San Diego. So yeah. I'm sure they've got that worked out. But I don't know. I'm interested to see because another thing about that is they're they're going to go with back-to-back games instead of all these off days that are usually in the playoffs. Ooh. So one th- one advantage of previously in the playoffs of having all the off days, like playing – you know, two games and then you're off or one game and you're off is that you can go with a three man rotation without problem. But if you play three games in a row and then you're going to a fourth game, you might not be able to bring back your number one starter for game four. You might have to go to a fourth. And for the Reds, that would probably mean what Anthony DiScofani, if Sonny Gray comes back. Yeah. I'm okay with rolling with, Castillo, Gray, Bauer, and Discofani. Gray's coming back. He's yeah. he's, he, he's coming back. So, and <laughs> I hate to sound perpetually optimistic, but you're talking about that big three rotation in a, in a short playoff series. I like my chances. I like my chances a lot, too. I mean, Trevor Bauer is basically in the top two Cy Young contention. We got Luis Castillo, who we just said is throwing 16 straight scoreless innings. And then Sonny Gray was on fire before he got hurt. So except for that one outing when he got hurt, when he gave up all those runs, but still I like my chances. If they can get in survive in advance, it's like the NCAA tournament almost. Here's the thing. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> so we haven't, again, we haven't podcasted in a while and, we submitted some uh, requests for listener questions using the hashtag Reds Dead No Redemption. Now, this was, again, before the <laughs> before when we thought that they were pretty much done. Now, before that, before we get into those questions, I want to give a special shout-out. On Twitter, he's at DieHardVCFan15, J&E. I know their real names. I don't want to put that out there. Because, I mean, who knows if some sexual predator is listening like Phil. Shout out to Phil. He had never heard, he and his wife had never heard of the Cincy Sports Gallery. And so when they went in to purchase some items, they said, we learned about you on the Hunt for Ed's October podcast. This is true. That's pretty cool. That's really, really cool. That means the... The tens of you that are listening are making the huge commitment that Callie and the Sports Gallery made to this podcast well worth it. Well worth it. So thank you. Special shout out to J&E. Again, I don't want to use your real name just in case there's, you know, like Phil. (laughs) Diehard VC fan 15. Special shout out. Thank you for visiting our sponsor. Maybe maybe go back. Everybody else, if you've never been to the Cincy Sports Gallery, here's your chance to go buy some bats. Buy, they've got It's not just red stuff. They've got Bengals stuff. They've got UC stuff. They don't have a UK section. I'm still working on that, but they don't have a Florida State section either. No, but <laughs> we're working can, on it. They, they get me. They, Callie hooked me up. She got I. 
told a story, a story already in the podcast, but I'll say it again. I was trying to finish this project. I've been I started years ago. My friend's uh, dad hooked me up with one red seat from the Reds Riverfront Stadium, and I have been continually collecting these seat backs to just finish this art project. And I finally, she helped me out and randomly this thing just laid this fell in their store literally, and she immediately said, "Hey, I you're going to complete it. It's awesome." Yeah, I, so I saw that picture. Shout out the gallery and shout out the sports gallery. Yes, it's, absolutely. I, I'm going to try to figure out what kind of metal they used at Riverfront. Try to find it. Some maybe not old. The old metal, just like the similar, and just try to frame it in that. Um, I would, I would say, probably just Google pictures and see if there's any like close ups. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I mean, obviously it's probably steel, but uh, see if you can find like similar brackets or. Um, so it's just the back. It's not like the there's no bracket yeah. on it. Yeah. So yeah, no bracket, just the back. I think, I think if you were to like Google it, maybe you, maybe even you or even Callie in the sports gallery could find, you know, could be any four brackets, and you just paint them to match whatever mm-hmm. you need. Here I am, just you know, telling you what to do. But <laughs> hey, no, that's a good idea. That's what I was thinking actually. So, but yeah, I would say just do like a Google image search of. Riverfront Stadium seats or, or brackets or whatever. Maybe you'll be able to find it and at least find something similar. I mean, that's going to be a cool setup when you're done. Yeah. Uh, it's going to go in the garage, of course. Oh, absolutely. So, my, we'll whenever I get a chance, which with the whole COVID thing and all this, it's not coming anytime soon, but this is going to sound redneck, but this is me. Here's what I want to do. My inspiration for this was from my dad. When I was a kid, we had a Ford Aerostar minivan. The ones mm-hmm. that where the back bench seat would come out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it it was like old and almost decrepit at this point, but they took the back seat out because I was a freshman at UK and they were coming to move me out of my dorm. Well, my mom was. And she got in a wreck in Lexington and totaled the van. So she was fine. So they totaled the van, but they had this bench seat just sitting in the garage. So my dad built a bracket for it. And from that point, which was like 1999, all the way until he passed earlier this year, he had that in his garage as a place where he would sit and work on his little knickknacks and stuff. (laughs) And it was comfortable as hell because it's, you know, it's like a bench seat from a minivan. Yeah. So I want to do something similar like that, either a bench seat or get like a captain's chair that like swivels and stuff mm-hmm. and build a bracket for it as, as to have my like out in the garage seat. That'd be dope. You yeah. should get like a NASCAR tire and like make it like a coffee table right next yeah, to it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And I mean, there's all these, you know, junkyards around, the, you know, the you, where you pull your own parts or whatever. I mean, all I'd have to do is oh yeah, get in there and then. You know, figure out. I mean, I'd have to figure out the bracket and everything, but that's not the bad. Not that that part's not bad. It's just now finding that seat. Yeah, finding finding the right seat too, because you know if it's in a junkyard, you know you don't want some junked up seat, but you want something that's you know. I don't need a leather seat, but that would be easier to clean. You know, anyway. That's true. Anyway, off on a tangent. I like that idea. I like that idea. That's pretty cool. And then, if I ever get back around to completing what my dad had in the garage, he at one point 
when I was a kid, he had a Pepsi machine that was full of beer. That kept your beer cold. So it was like a vending machine. And, you know, he just had he just had it so you just, you know, you didn't have to put any money in or whatever. You, were, you right. had the money there. And, you know, beer one was Wiedemann and beer two was Burger and all that. <laughs> might, might have drank my first beer from that, I'm just saying. Very nice. So, yeah, something like that. So, like that. so yeah, shout out to Callie. Shout out to Ram at Uncram. Ram. All right, so let's get into the questions. Ode to the Reds 2020 World Series asks, hashtag Reds dead, no redemption. Again, you know, hashtag. Yeah, $15. What restaurant are you going to and what are you getting? Oh, man. People are going to think I'm weird, but I'm a sucker for Long John Silver's. (laughs) You get the chicken or the fish? The chicken, man. Oh, the, the chicken shrimp. planks? Oh, yeah. The chicken planks are delicious. Ah, oh, they're the best things in the world. And the hush puppies here, phenomenal. Several of them have closed around here. The, I, I think they're just how they're owned. And yeah. Just, the I think one the, Alexander, Alexander is kicking it, and the one down Newport was kicking it when I was living down there. So I think the one closest to me now is in Florence. Man. Yeah. Because the one that was in Latonia closed, it's now like a like a gold star or something. I Man, think I guess Penn Station or Five Guys too. That's another for fifteen bucks. I can get what I want. <laughs> fifteen bucks. Here's what I'm yeah. getting. I'm going to Skyline. I'm getting three cheese conies. I'm getting fries and I'm getting a large sweet tea. Okay. Now, you wouldn't think, you know, Skyline is, has, like, the great sweet tea. Skyline's sweet tea slaps. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the one by my house that makes it good, but they have got great sweet tea. I'm a sweet tea connoisseur. Ooh. In addition to bourbon. I'm a, I'm a lemon. <laughs> ooh, I know you are. And I'm a, I'm a lemonade connoisseur. Ooh. Do you do the Arnold Palmer? Uh, yes, I do. Only at restaurants, though. I yeah, cannot, not the canned stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The canned stuff is no good. But if you like get a good sweet tea and a good lemonade, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm down for that. I'm totally down for that. Anytime. So Joshua has a question. He used the hashtag again that I'm not going to repeat because oh, of our big signings and trade pickups for the start of 2020. Who goes, who ups out, and who stays? Well, obviously, Mustaka stays because he's signed for four years. Um, uh, Nick, Nick Castellanos has the opt-out. I think he stays. I, I could be he wrong. he stays, too. I know that on opening night when David Bell pulled him in, like, the seventh inning, he was really pissed off. But I think with I think the market is going to be suppressed this offseason because of the no fans in the 60-game season. Yes. I think he's sticking around for at least one more year. Now, Wade Miley, I think, is signed for another year, so I think he'll be here, too. Because I don't see them cutting him. No. Not like Alex would. Right. You know what I mean? Like, they kind of bit themselves in the ass with that one. Well, and also, Archie Bradley and Brian Goodwin will be back next year because they have 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 control. Until, like, 2022. Right. And I think he'd be a a perfect fourth outfielder. Agreed. Agreed. I mean, you have Shogo, who is coming on. 
I don't know if anybody's noticed, but he's had a, he has been coming on. I mean, can you blame the guy for struggling at the start? You're in a new league. Everything was twisted upside down with with Corona, and his family I think is still back in like Japan. So really, I thought they're here. Oh man, that sucks. So yeah, I mean these these are human beings. So there was a little bit of adjustment, but now he's he's been an on base machine. Walks, slapping singles, doubles. He I don't think he's hit a home run, but it's coming. You bring up a good point. It is coming. That home run is coming in the right moment too, because he's hit like clutch home runs before in in Japan from the videos I've seen. Mm -hmm. You bring up a good point that. Shogo's family's in Japan. I didn't know that Gino's wife was pregnant. Did you? Yeah, I didn't know that. He's on the paternity list right now. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I think his mind was other places this part of the season. <laughs> I mean, do you I mean, yeah. wife that's I mean, pretty due to being closed during the pandemic? I mean, I'd be pretty, pretty I'd be, scared, too. I'd be flipping out. I mean, you got to give the guy. You got to. That's what, that's what people don't ever understand, that these are humans. Yeah, that is the exact thing I was going to say. All all people think is numbers, money, and why aren't you producing? These are human beings. I mean, when when you have you and I, I mean, I have tough stuff going on in my life sometimes that makes me, you know, maybe not the best at whatever that I'm trying to do. You know, if you know, something tough's going on and I can't get a workout in or. You know, I say that like I work out all the time, but you know what I mean. Or, you know, I'm angry and I might snap at my kid or something. Maybe not the best moment of parenting, but you're human. Sometimes shit just happens. So, yeah, I agree completely that that's not something we can overlook. That if my wife was pregnant right now, I'd have her on lockdown because I wouldn't want her getting COVID. And right. who, I mean, there's... <laughs> There's obviously not enough evidence to say what happens with pregnant women in this disease. So, yeah. I've, obviously, these guys are, are like staying downtown in the hotel and away from their family, too. Oh, yeah. Know? Yeah, absolutely. I uh, mean, when they're. And like their families used. I mean, they're used to having their family. Like in a regular season, their family would be with them at least some of the time. Right, right. So, yeah. these They're not machines, they're still humans. I mean,. We can all, you know, look at advanced stats and whatever stats you want to look at and say, well, this player should be doing this. But sometimes there's just other stuff going on and everybody experiences it. Doesn't matter what line of work you're in. So Buckeye State Sports, and this was asked before that game, should I take the Bengals plus three? I hope you didn't. (laughs) Man, I laughed out loud. When Bullock missed that kick, because that was just so Bengals. That was so Bengals, and it's um, <laughs> I don't know the the way I see. I saw some people like you know I said some mean things, but like I saw some guy tweet that like I basically I he just like told Ray he wants Fat Randy to die, and like I hope he like and it's like what he didn't miss it on purpose. People, come on. Oh man! Like, I'm, I mean, I laughed because that's the Bengals. I'm, didn't, yeah. I'm not laughing at that guy's misfortune. And you shouldn't wish ill on anyone because of a game. 
I mean, grow up, people. Man. Now, that being said, it was probably the correct call on A.J. Green for the offensive pass interference. That was correct. I've seen that, I've yeah. seen that happen before, and that was called a Notre Dame FSU, like, 2015. It happened on the goal line. That I, same play. I mean, it sucks, but it happened. It happened. And, you know, yeah. Bullock Wasn't made, he called for that earlier in the game, too? I'm not I sure. I didn't watch the entire game. Now, Joe Burrow looked pretty good for his first start, especially with Bobby Hart back there, just, you know, Olay blocking every other, every other play. So, Olay blocking. <laughs> I like that. God, Bobby Hart is terrible. But this isn't I, a this isn't this a Bengals is podcast. podcast. But, but we, we got you time. know what? To answer that guy's question, let me let me give you some advice. Don't bet for or against any of your teams. Learn some lessons in life, buddy. Shout out to Pete Rose. Uh, <laughs> what is the line <laughs> against the Browns this week? Let's we can give him that bit of advice. Man, we do play the Browns. <laughs> we play tomorrow night. Yeah. So he'd have to listen to I'll, I'll post this tonight so that he can. Uh... Yeah. All right. Let me Google it real quick so we can give him Cleveland minus six over under is 43 and a half. I'm taking the under. I'll take the under. Uh, Cleveland minus and, six. Uh, Bengals Browns is always a shootout, to be honest with you. Um, I don't know. It's you can never really predict those games. Oh, man. Honestly. I take the Bengals to cover, but not necessarily win. I agree. I'll so there you go. Yeah. I take them to cover, and I'd bet the under. Don't shoot me if you bet the house on it. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> Sorry, I have to scroll. Hunt, hunt for Kevin Outhouse. If you had to run down the street with only one piece of clothing on, what would that piece of clothing be? Um, sounds like he's had to do this before. I mean, I'd say a pair of One shorts. Pe- I mean, a pair of shorts, I guess. I'd go my underwear. Like just, a- just for shits and giggles. Like a boxer, <laughs> boxer briefs. A sock. You know, a sock. <laughs> probably fall off. <laughs> um, a long t-shirt. I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, I wouldn't care if people see what I got down there because I'm not embarrassed by that. But let's talk. Let's ask me that question if the Reds won the World Series. There you go. Then, 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 then I'm gonna get COVID. <laughs> then I'm gonna get COVID downtown partying. I don't, <laughs> I don't care. COVID. I don't up. care. Let's see. We I had. I can't a, joke about that. I don't want that. No, I don't <laughs> want it either. Uh, Bill OBC two had a bunch of questions. Um, why trade for Archie Bradley and not use him? We already talked about that. Who is the Reds manager next year? It's going to be David Bell. They're not going to fire him if they make the playoffs. Is Senzel a bust? No, he's been hurt. Why is Barnhart getting plate appearances over Stevenson? That's a good question. How many career war will Winker end with? Who knows? How many players in the roster are above average defensively? That's a good one. Uh, if we start in the outfield, I'd say Shogo is above average. Goodwin's above average. Aquino's above average. I'd say Miss Wink. I'd say Winker's more average. Yeah, he's average. Nick Senzel's probably above average when he's playing. When he's healthy. Tucker Barnhart's above average. Um, 
Suarez is probably about league average. Same thing with Votto at this point. Before, I would say Votto, but, I mean, I, th- I would say he's league average now. Moustakis, maybe a touch below. Galvis should be better. Now, Jose Garcia is probably better than league average defensively. Mm-hmm. So I'd say that's about it. I mean, what would you think? Kyle Farmer? He's he's done some things in the field this year. I, uh, yeah, I think it's more with him is that just he, he just hasn't been able to, a chance to show it. But he's, I mean, he's been a late inning replacement in the infield. Mm-hmm. Because he's, he's, I mean, he's just that ath- athletic. I didn't know he signed with stock as long term. I forgot about that. I thought he was a one- one year deal guy too. Well, and the thing is, is if let's say I think Vado's got like what one or two years left at the end of Mustakis' yeah. contract, you could shift him to first. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's been playing a little bit of first this year anyway. Right. I think that's the point. And say, Joey, if you want to keep on playing, you can play D eight. Okay. Well, and that if let's say the DH comes in and to stay next year, I mean. You just move him there next year. Yeah. And if you have, like, instances where you want to get him a game a week or something in the field, okay. If you want to do that, sure. But I think Joey is built for being a DH, that he's got the mentality of a hitter that, I mean, some guys have said in the past that they don't feel like they're a part of the game when they're only playing half the game. But I think Joey's got the mentality that he'd be able to excel as a designated hitter. Yeah, he could go. He could go. Like, oh, I'm gonna go watch a video. He'll probably have an. Or did Dan Arnold have iPads out on the bench? Or are they? Uh, this year they're not. Okay. Like in previous years, they've had it. Like when you go down like the steps toward the clubhouse, they had like a little video room. But okay. because of COVID stuff, they aren't allowing teams to do that because of you know social distancing and stuff. But no, I I think that. I I think that he would do well as a DH. I hope I hope it stays. I hope it. I hope that it, what it seems like it's moved baseball a little bit. Like it's like that's the pace to plays a little bit more with the DH. And I'll tell you another I mean, thing that I like is the seven inning double hitters. Those are awesome. I mean. There's been some drama in the. I mean, I still don't like the gimmick of the runner on second in extra innings. I'm not a big fan of that. No. But the seven inning double headers and the DH, I'm definitely down to keep those around. I wouldn't mind seeing what if they did two days. They did when they did interleague play, they did double headers, but they did seven inning back to back days. And they gave those guys off days more, a little bit more. I mean, that would be one. That would be a perfect way to do it. Say you schedule like in, during a season, say four doubleheaders. Right. That's four more off days for these guys. Right. In the middle of the season. And, in the middle of the season. I mean, and when you're like in a 162 game season, especially if you're in the middle of a stretch of like 12 games in a row, you could break that up a day by just having four seven inning doubleheaders during the season. You make everyone happy. Uh-oh. <laughs> Can you hear me still? Yeah, I got you. I got you. Cool. So, yeah, that was all our questions for this week. So, I guess I'll wrap up this edition of the podcast. So, Paul, you got any final thoughts? Here's the thing, Coop. I 
have been a back and forth Reds fan this year. Like, oh, they're done. They're back. They're done. They're back. But everything's a roller coaster in life. I watched the movie Parenthood, Parenthood over the weekend, and it's it a roller coaster up and down, <laughs> up and down. You know, it's baseball. You know, this is what I love about baseball. You know, if the Reds don't do it, at least they're right there. And, you know, at least they just put their tails between their legs and go home. They're they're playing good baseball right now. And the sign of that was Goodwin and Shogo skipping last night. Oh, that was awesome. At the end of the game. That was awesome. And the what planned... And some of the comments that Amir's been having, or AG, whatever. Count on AG. Count on AG. I, I just, I, he said they're scary. They're scary. And I think they're having fun playing ball right now. So, have fun. Let's, we'll, we'll see a Saturday night. Yep. On national TV. See what happens. Yeah, that's against the White Sox. Mm-hmm. It'll be like a almost like a preview of a playoff game, prime time. Must win, almost must win. Let's do it. I mean, it's put up or shut up time, and so far this week they've put up. So yeah, my final thoughts. I've I obviously was wrong. I thought they were dead. That's why I did the hashtag. That's why, you know, I even tweeted something that where I pronounced their date of death as like the game, that last game in Pittsburgh when they lost. But I've been pleasantly surprised. I'm glad that I was wrong. Hopefully over this next nine games, they can keep up the momentum, get in the playoffs. And then once you're in the playoffs with that, those top three guns at the top of your rotation, you're in the game. You're in the game. So, so I think Sonny Gray's only four games away from being back too. So so get him a tune-up start before the playoffs and let's roll. Let roll. Oh, let's roll. So for Polly, this is Coop saying uh, we will talk to you later. Cincinnati, Ohio.